All right, real quick, people, before we get into today's show, we've just released a new course, Periodization for Periods, all around how to train women around their monthly cycle, and we've got it on special. If you're interested, click the link in the show notes. You are now listening to the Fitness Education Online Podcast, the podcast where fitness professionals go to grow their fitness business. If you're in the fitness industry, you'll find tips and strategies from proven business experts. Now, let's start the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Fitness Education Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jono, and I am super excited because we've got an awesome guest on the line this week, a return guest as well. Uh, Most of the guests that I I have on here, one conversation's enough. You know, I can't wait to, to get rid of them. Um, so if I've got someone on, uh, no offense, past uh, guest guest uh, people. Uh, so if I've got someone on the second time, especially in close concession, it means that they at least they don't totally suck. So I've got uh, my friend here, Dr. Susan Baxter. Susan, how are you? Hi. Wow. Thank you for such a warm introduction that I don't totally suck. I love that. Yeah. 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 Good start. Right. Um, All right, for the listeners, what we're going to do, actually, before we do that, Susan, just give the listeners a bit of context. Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? So I'm a rehab uh, specialist. I sort of work online solely at the moment, but I've run studios in multiple locations in a couple of different countries. I teach PTs how to rehab their clients better. And for a bit of context, I did actually work in social media for a number of big brands that people might have heard of such as Coca-Cola, Panadol, some of those, you know, small ones. Um, And so I've actually learned from Facebook themselves, Meta now, um, and Instagram on how to best use these platforms and how to use paid versus how to use organic. So hence why we're having this conversation today. Yes. um, Actually, I should should, uh, share my take as well. Um, and yeah. I personally have uh, lost hundreds and thousands of dollars on uh, on paid marketing. <laughs> so I've learned a few things that work and uh, that, that don't work. Um, and also yes. just for the listeners, so what we're doing today is we're going to have uh, a debate, for, for lack of a better word. We did a podcast yeah. with Miss Susan the other day and she kind of, or the other week, sorry, and she messaged me and she was like, oh, Johnny, you said this, you know, I, I think you're actually wrong. And I was like, oh, Susan, <laughs> I actually think you're wrong. Uh, <laughs> And it was kind of like, she's like, oh, I think you're wrong, but didn't want to say it on air. And I was like, well, you're wrong and I didn't want to say it on air. Hey, let's do a debate and and have some fun with it. So the debate is going to be what's better, paid marketing versus organic marketing. Uh, I'm going to be team paid. Susan's going to be team organic. And we'll just set some context a bit as well, because we're having a debate. We're going to have a bit of fun. I'm purposely going to push paid more than I normally would. Um, Susan will probably mm. do the same on, on her end here. Um, but mm. just to bring it to a serious side of things, I do like both. And I think for mm. most people, it's probably good to do a mixture of both. My personal take is that I like running paid ads for the lead generation. If I want to get in front mm. of people, um, that's where I really like Facebook ads. Once I'm there, once I've got then gotten in front of these people, my job is to get these people to follow me or opt in or whatever it is. And then I kind of use organic marketing to, um, uh, to, to I guess to nurture that person there. You know, once they're already mm-hmm. following me, I like organic for that side of things. And then I sell mm-hmm. in the email. So even though I'm going to be team paid today, I do think everything has its place. Um, mm-hmm. to give a bit of context from from your side of of things, Susan. Well, I agree. I, I'm sort of team both, but actually I'm more skewed towards the organic side of things for a number of reasons. Um, some being that 
if you're using organic really well, then that might be all that you actually need. And, you know, if you're someone who likes to waste money on things, like you might really like paid advertising. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing it really, um, if you're doing it a really smart manner, you're not going to be wasting too much money, but you do get a different quality of lead. And that's what we need to talk about today, just so that people can understand what you use each for and so that they're not kind of just throwing money in to this kind of, you know, churning pipe of just, you know, throwing your money down the drain. <laughs> love it. And I, I love that you've given me a sneak peek into some of your points there. So I might write some notes uh, down here. When oh you're <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, I think another important thing to mention as well is it depends on the person and what they're doing. So yeah. uh, either way, I'll, I'll stick to my strategy regardless. Um, but I mm. think if you're doing more face-to-face, I prefer paid even more for that side of things. Um, really? Yeah, 100%. And I'll get Good to thing we're having this conversation. There we go. That'll be good. <laughs> um, if you're doing online, I still recommend my paid strategy. Uh, but I think that mm. organic, it's easier to just do organic if you're online. I think that's a big mm. thing there. Um, and then obviously your current following as well. Like if yeah. you're starting off with zero followers versus mm. you've got thousands of followers, okay, different different kind of conversation there. But they're probably mm. my two things that I think are the biggest differentiators. Uh, your take, Susan, if you're kind of speaking to someone and you're like, right, you should do more paid or more organic or whatever, what are the biggest things that kind of differentiate for the person for you? Uh, well, for me, it's about, first of all, it's about knowledge. Knowledge is key. So if you actually aren't that great at organic social media, then I wouldn't really get too much, too much amongst paying for things until you kind of get the, the hang of doing things online in a, in a very controlled, systematic way um, so that you can get more bang for your buck. Um, I would say if somebody is actually in person, they would be people that I'd be more inclined to say, mainly focus on your organic Ooh. and then maybe just a sprinkling of your paid. Okay. Sim- yeah. Simply because if you've done the organic correctly, you're actually going to have just this, this machine of leads coming in. And so unless you've got the capacity where you can take on, say, 100 new members in the next you know, six months, I would say all everybody would need, you need less than that, that number of clients, is to do your organic. And the paid would be in some very you know extreme reasons, like you're in the middle of nowhere and no one knows about you and that sort of thing, and you're doing online, not in person. Okay. I just thought of another thing as well that I think is important, and we set some context here as well, is the platform. Right, it's the platform. Um, yeah, true. we're talking about TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, blogging. You know, I, I assume that we're going to be speaking more Facebook, Instagram. Is are we on the yep. same? Yeah, cool. So let's yep. also yep. kind of set that as well, right? If you, if you, the minimum of focus. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get into this debate. We both agreed that we'd have three points each. Um, mm-hmm. I, I suggested three because I could go all day on the topic explaining why paid <laughs> better. So I thought we could limit it to three. And Susan mentioned she was <laughs> struggling to come up with just three. So I thought sure. <laughs> no, I stole that joke from her, by the way. She used that joke to me on on uh, DMs. I thought I'll use it back to my life. Um, all right. Do you want to start, Susan, or you want me to start for point one? Oh, I, I want to see your point one. Okay. Let me think of <laughs> let me think a strong argument for number one. 
All right, I'm gonna. I think I got the strongest one. I'm gonna okay. say time efficiency, right? Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of people like organic or like the idea of organic because it's free, right? Or it mm -hmm. doesn't cost money. I look at it a little bit differently. I think that organic takes time. So yes, it doesn't mm -hmm. cost any money, but you're paying within your time, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, it's obviously going to depend how busy you are, whether you've got more money, whether you've got more time. Yep. Most people I speak to, and I bias myself as well, I have more money than time. I feel most people in today's world are busy, 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 busy. If I was to say, hey, on top of your already busy life, you're going to spend another hour a day creating content or, or you know, using organic strategies, whatever it may be, it could be overwhelming for that person. Whereas I could say, hey, you know, why don't you spend zero minutes a day instead of spending an hour a day or spend five mm -hmm. minutes once, set up a Facebook ad, and then you've got leads coming in on autopilot without you even logging into your computer. Um, yeah. I think that's yeah. I think I'll, I'll start. Well, do you want to do you, you want to up? Okay. Yeah, I I find that one a very interesting. That this is one that people common commonly come up with as a reason to use your your paid marketing. But the thing is, if you are advertising on Facebook and Instagram, which are two main ones that we're talking about, the quality of lead that you're going to get is a lot colder than okay. somebody who's going to be following you on organic. So you've got to also take into account that the fact that this person is colder and it's going to take a whole bunch more persuasion and a whole lot more nurturing in order to get into your classroom, workshop, whatever, in the first place. So the time that you spend on the front end versus the back end, we've got to take that into account as well. Um, let's also contrast that with we need a, a good strategy. If we're doing a good organic strategy, you've got to think about how you make it work for you. And one of the ways that we can do that in a very simple way is instead of spending an hour after we finish clients, and we just want to go and eat, um, using the time that we're spending with our clients to create something that's meaningful to our community. And that's where we get other people sharing our content. So we're actually looking for ways to administer within what we're already doing share what we're already doing with people out there so that we can attract people that are like us because we're you know if we're trying to share things that are like come on lose weight and that's like not the main focus of our center well then we're going to attract the wrong sort of people so it's about the quality of what you're bringing in the quality of what you're bringing in is going to come from a really good plan and making sure that you're actually getting things that give people a taster new clients a taster of what you do day to day and that will be things that you're doing with your clients. And therefore, it doesn't add more time after what you're doing. It's during what you're doing. And then, then we're posting it. And that's about shareability because people that are in it are more likely to go, hey, look, I got member of the week or something like that. Okay, good points. Let me think on mm -hmm. um, a gentle way to rebuff it so I don't, um, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right so yeah good points and look i agree with with most of those um and that what is that even your is that going to be your first kind of point there the quality of of lead shall we put that in that as well um we'll, we'll say that's that's not one of my points that? but i'll say that's my rebuttal okay. to your point nice. um but how about let's talk about as well um how things are changing on social media and on Google and that sort of thing. So we've already had that change on iOS um, about privacy settings. So if you're not aware of this, Facebook and Instagram 
can't access as much detailed information about their Apple users as they used to be able to do. So that was about six months ago. And in the last few months, same thing has happened with Google. So now when we think we're actually targeting somebody who's very similar to like a sort of copycat or uh, the type of group that we want to get into our gym, we're actually, we've got a blindfold on and we're just trying to reach out to people that we hope and think are like the people that we're trying to reach. So again, that comes down to the quality of lead and kind of an over-reliance on using these kind of systems that whilst they're intelligent, they're only as intelligent as the information they can access about the person. And that's changed like quite a lot in the last six months to a year. So now no longer can you see this person is in my geographical location and they're interested in this and they're interested in that and they're quite similar to this person I already train. Instead, it's all a guessing game based on somebody's behavior online and instead of what has actually been collected about them from other websites. Gotcha. Okay. So let me think. So there's a couple of things I've got to rebut there. Let me, Yeah. because one of my points was targeting. That's one of my, points. Oh, yeah. so I might, <laughs> I'll get to that point in a sec, but I'll just spend a minute. Like a here. chess game. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'll spend the time here on quality. So mm-hmm. I'll, see, I'll, I'll concede that point in that the quality mm-hmm. of lead off a Facebook ad isn't always super hot. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. But in, in rebuttal to that is that if the ad is run correctly, you're still making money off it and building leads mm. back end anyway. So let's just mm. say, I'll give some really simple stats. Um, what I see usually in terms of a local business, let's say, for example, mm. put $100 on Facebook ads, right? You'll mm. probably get give or take about 10 leads and probably one of those people will sign up, right? They're rough, mm. rough kind of statistics there. So you could look at that and be like, what a rubbish ad, like 10 people inquired and only one person signed up. These leads are rubbish. Maybe. Um, but if your program costs $500, you're running a 12 week boot camp, it's 50 bucks a week, 12 weeks or whatever it is, pretty standard kind of thing. You've spent $100 and you've made $500 and you've also got nine leads who, yes, they won't sign up straight away, but they might sign up in the future. So that would mm. be my, my argument there. I'm not going for hundred percent, um, but I'm making more money than I spent and I'm growing my list on the back end as well to where I can mm-hmm. um, target there. Um, and let me keep going on this because there was another couple of points there. So, and that, that side of things there. Uh, and, I, and I'll spend a minute here just in terms of a differentiation I use as well, because of course, if I'm posting on my Facebook profile, my Instagram profile to people that already follow me, of course, they're going to be hotter. Of course, it's going to be a, you know, a, a thing there, but that's not kind of the angle I go for with paid. I use it more to get in front of new people. And I feel if mm. we're getting new people to new people, then it's more or less the same. It's like, all right, cool. You know, yes, I can do a Facebook ad to get in front of a cold audience. Okay. You know, yes, it's going to be colder than people that already follow me. But if I wasn't doing that, how would I get in front of new people? Would I go and DM strangers? I think you're going to get an even, no. well, you're going to get even lower. I hate that strategy. On, yeah. You know, am I going to go and knock on doors? You know, okay, maybe it's personal, but it's a lot of time and, you know, so I feel in terms of new people, that that kind of that's my argument to the the quality there. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll just rebut your time one a bit there as well. That's some good points, mm-hmm. you know, by getting time efficient. Um, but I would also <laughs> say it's a it's it's not just that. Like, yes, you can record something you're doing with your video, but still, are you going to edit it? You're going to put subtitles. You're going to put a caption. You're going to post it. You're going to use hashtags. You know, I feel there's still kind of work to be done as well 
Whereas the Facebook ad is much more like I'm going to do it once and then not do it again. But yeah, mm. that's my uh, point number one. Do you want me to go for the targeting, or do you want to come up with a? Do you want to go a, a point? Um, I did want to just mention about how you're trying to reach new people, and I would say again, if you're doing your organic social media really well, you actually will reach new people because the way the algorithm works is, first of all, it it tests in the first couple of hours, it tests people that it thinks will be interested in whatever you put on social media, right? And the more people that like, comment, share, or even thumb jam, which is where, that, that's a word for when they're scrolling down their phone, they like pause for a second on it, but they haven't interacted with it. All these interactions or plays and part plays and that sort of thing add up to telling it how, how interesting it is for somebody that is like this type of persona. And then it finds other people that are like that type of persona to show it to. And this doesn't necessarily just mean that people that you're following are going to see it that are similar to this profile. It's also people that are similar to that person that potentially know that person as well. So it will have suggested posts if you've seen those before. And it's going to show it to friends of these friends. And on this side of the world, it, I don't know if you agree with this, but I definitely do. It's its not six degrees of separation. It's two degrees of separation. Yeah. So as soon as somebody's like commenting, shares, like not even sharing on their own page, but if they're commenting on it, this is going to be seen by other people that are outside of that specific network. And tag into that too, tagging, where if you have as part of your strategy, some really solid content where somebody is encouraged to want to tag a friend, whether you don't tell them directly to tag a friend, but it just is the exact feeling that that person has and they want to share it with someone well now you're reaching other people and that's the important one so it mm. can reach further just by organic but it it requires for your strategy to be really good and i think at times people think oh i just don't want to think about it i mm. just want to throw money at advertising because that's an easier way to get it and you know what my response to that would be yeah <laughs> my response to that would be you cannot get your organic social marketing really well it's like giving you a microphone when you can't sing and allowing more people to be able to hear that you can't sing Mm. because having your organic really well will will drive down your cost of your paid marketing and on top of that it will mean that your advertising is going to be more effective but Mm. if you can't get your organic right to begin with there's no point in spending all this money on um on your facebook's and your instagram's because the way these platforms are designed with your paid marketing is you give them a budget, they're going to use up your budget. Mm. They're not, they're not like, Oh, we couldn't find the exact people that we're after. So we'll just give you back your $25 and we'll call it a day. They're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll just drive up the amount of impressions, the cost for the impressions and just push it out to more people that may not be interested in your content. And that's where you're spending more money to reach less people, which is not a situation we want to be in. Mm. Okay. Good points. I think I agree more than not on those. Um, yeah. I've still got some good rebuttals here as well. <laughs> but I want to be, I will be fair because I think there, there's a point there that I mentioned is that, that you mentioned that I think is key, which is how good is your organic strategy, right? Mm. If you're just posting stuff that if you're not great at organic social media and you're not posting interesting stuff, like it's going to flop, right? Mm. Um, and ads will be better for you because it's like, mm boring stuff and it's not going to get to anyone like whereas the ad you can kind of force that 
the rebuttal, you can, and I don't know if you're going to use this, but <laughs> yeah. the rebuttal there is kind of, you could say the same thing with ads. Like if you don't know what yeah. you're doing with ads, you're going to, like yeah. I speak of it from true. someone who knows how to do ads. Like if anyone came yeah. to me and said, right, Jono, you know, I want to run Facebook ads. Can you run the ad? I could do it and they'd get leads, but mm. could they do it on their own? Probably not. So I think mm. you just want to be fair and mention that. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's my kind of point there. I think your strategy needs to be good or it flops. But he's saying mm-hmm. that I do feel ads is a bit more forgiving where it's like as long as you don't totally suck on ads, you can do an okay job and it will still get to people. So I'd, I'd mm. mention that there. Um, I also want to mention a couple points on the social. I think this is where it becomes big if we're talking Instagram or Facebook and what type mm-hmm. of content we're posting. I feel yeah. if you're using your personal Facebook profile and you're posting photos or whatever, you're just getting in front of your own people. It's not going to get in, no matter how hard you do that, it's not, it's, oh, it's going to be I hard. Think, yes, people can share it, tag, whatever. But I, it, just to put in comparison, yeah. like if you're yeah. doing an Instagram reel versus mm. a, a static photo on your, they're, they're strategy, they're kind of worlds apart. I'll concede mm. that if you're posting mm-hmm. Instagram reels, yes, it will mm-hmm. get, it's got a high chance to get in front of more people. If you're posting yeah. on your personal Facebook profile, yes, it still can, but there's, there's worlds apart there. But also adding yeah. another point on top of that as well, like going back to what I mentioned in the intro, is are you going face-to-face or online? Because, yes, mm. you do a great reel. Let's say I'm running a local boot camp in, in Cogger in Sydney. I do a great reel. It's super funny. It, it goes viral. But most people watching it are in the US or in UK or in Perth or whatever. Yes, I'm getting in front of more people. But if I'm just going for my local market, a lot of that is, is kind of wasted there. Whereas if I'm using Facebook ads, I know that I'm just hitting those people in my area that'll that'll travel there. So yes, agree with your mm. points, but I think there's a lot of um, ifs and buts there as well. Mm. I I mean those are two different platforms. They're both owned by Meta now, but mm. it, your your Instagram is it's less of a shareable platform except for Reels. Mm. Um, so when it comes to the type of post you do for that, it's going to be di- very different from Facebook where everything you can kind of share and and it's designed for sharing. But Mm. I personally would take the strategy of a business page, not your personal profile page, because then you kind of lose yourself in the process and you are your brand and that kind of thing, which makes it very difficult to scale. Mm. Um, On top of that, there's a lot of issues that you have in terms of um, what Facebook allows you to do when you're using your personal page as a business page or getting a personal profile and pretending it's your business page. These are not things that you're supposed to do on the Facebook platform and that can be taken away from you at any time. So I would say a business page is what, what that I'm, talk, I'm talking about right in this moment. Mm. But one thing which is the elephant in the room to me is when you get leads from adverts, you tend to get people that are interested in signing up to adverts. So when we're talking about even the people that you can convert from this advert, they're kind of more tending to be a one and done unless you really focused on curating that kind of um, online community as well as offline community. And so by doing your organic social media marketing really well, you're not just targeting new people by using a really good strategy, but on top of that, you're creating a community outside of your gym which means that you can reach people when they're at work and that sort of thing, and they feel part of something bigger. And this is where you're going to get people to stick around for longer. 
So if, you, if you're kind of getting lots of people from adverts and you do tend to convert them, the thing is you get a lot of people that are interested in your low barrier entry because they just like signing up to adverts. Like it's very good to target people that sign up to adverts with Facebook because it reaches more people that like to sign up to adverts and maybe they'll buy once from you, but then they're looking for the next advert that comes ahead of them and more stuff will be pushed to them. So having that really good organic social media strategy makes these people more likely to stay with you as well as your current people. And you can reach more people outside of that without having to pay for it. Mm, I'll agree with you on that one. And that's exactly what I use organic for. Not so much to get mm. new people in. Um, I'll use the ads for that. But once you're mm. in my world, yes, I've got, it's all about my organic side of things there, the community, um, the bond. So I'll agree with that side of it there. Uh, I've got another point I'd like to bring up. Oh, did you have a, do you have a point you want to do or do you want me to? No, I'm excited to hear what you're going to say to oh, that. Cool. All right. Well, no, like I, I think I'm pretty happy with my arguments there. Um, the one I, the one I think I'll trump you on and you just probably won't have a response. So if, if, um, Susan goes a bit quiet, it's not that her microphone's gone. It's just, you know, she's got to concede this one here. Um, I'd say it's the size of your following. So the advantage of Facebook ads is I can have zero followers and I'll even give a couple of real life examples at the moment. This is for an online course, but still kind of, um, still kind of work for a face-to-face. So I've partnered with an exercise physiologist who's going to um, promote some of our courses. And he didn't have, he's going to run like a personal brand Facebook business page. So he's created a Facebook business page, Archie Richards dash exercise physiologist, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Zero followers on it. We've ran, Mm -hmm. we ran a Facebook ad starting this week, right? We're putting 50 bucks a day, give or take, but the money's just to, just to give the, you don't have to put 50 bucks a day, but just to give some contextualization mm-hmm. um we're selling a 400 dollars course we're on thursday so we've spent 50 100 200 and we've made two sales mm-hmm. 400 bucks on it right so that's zero followers and we can start mm-hmm. today and start bringing revenue in now if he was posting organically on that same page uh, there's no uh, i shouldn't say never but i'm betting a hundred i'm putting all my chips that the organic strategy wouldn't get two sales off the bat like that. I'll concede a little bit. If you already got a following, that's fine. But if you got zero, there's no, there's no question what's a faster way to get started. Right. Okay. So earlier on when I heard you talking about this follower thing, I was thinking that you're talking about having 1 million followers and that kind of thing. Mm. And this, oh, this gotcha. tends yeah. to, yeah, this tends to be people's typical thing where they're going, yeah. well, I don't have a million followers. So I'm never going to get all these people. And my answer to that specific one, where I don't have a lot of followers, so therefore I'm not, not going to get a lot of people. Mm. Followers is a vanity metric when mm. you've got an in-person business. Because mm. it doesn't matter whether you've got a million followers. If they're all in Nigeria, mm. then they're not going to be coming to your business that's in Melbourne. Okay, mm. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter so much about that vanity metric of how many people you have. It's how many people you can reach with your content, which again, if it's really solid, even with zero followers, you can reach quite a number of people. But then that's when if you start a new page. I would I would suggest and argue that you actually, if you've been doing it for any length of time, that you don't know a single person that would start following your page. So you say that you're starting from zero, but I actually believe that you'd probably be starting with at least, how many years has he been in the business? 
no, uh, but different. I, 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 this is probably like for this situation, I think it's a little different because he's an yeah. EP and he doesn't yeah. have the following of PTs, right? Which is who we're targeting. Mm-hmm. He's got a mm-hmm. following of like, um, you know, uh, people with chronic conditions or whatnot. So I think that's, but yeah. most people listening to this won't be that. Most people listening to yeah. this will be a local personal trainer who probably mm-hmm. already have people in their area. I think that the yeah. argument there would, so I, I'll concede that, let's spend a minute here because I think there's some good points here yeah. up there. Um, yeah, so when I say followers, I was literally talking zero, right? I'll yeah. agree with you where you don't need a million or whatever. You know, if you've got, yeah. I don't know the exact number because I don't run a face-to-face thing at the moment, but even if mm-hmm. you've got anyone really, great, you can make sales mm-hmm. organically depending on what that trust level is like there. Um, I think mm-hmm. the counter to that is if you are running a face-to-face business, and you move to a new town. Mm. I think that's where you could. And I know we're talking nuances here, right? I'm giving a specific situation yeah. here that isn't necessarily everyone there. But I can win an argument with it, so I'll use it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I think yeah. That's, that's kind of the, the the for that person there. I get it. Mm. You've got a local person. You've got a few hundred people. But I'd still say yeah. there's a couple of things there. I'd say you still want to grow that. Like I'd say, even if you yeah. are a local person and you've got a couple hundred, yes, you can make sales from mm. that. But I'd still be like, what are you doing to grow that with local people? And I'd say, mm. yeah. Look, exactly. Yeah. And, and I think that the I think that's where it gets a bit nuanced because I think the best way to grow mm. is from that. And it's only hitting local people. Certain, yes, you know, not everyone's going to be hot, but there's going to be a percentage of people. They follow you. You're just growing it there. Along with doing mm. other things, you're posting in local Facebook groups, you know, you're um, interacting with local businesses on Instagram, like you know, there's strategies you can you can use there as well. Um, mm-hmm. But this this particular point I was using was like the zero. Can I get a concede from you there, Susan? Let's say someone's starting up zero, new town, the new country, new, new country. They've new, come from Ireland. New country. They're running okay, a local yes. business in Sydney. Yes. Don't tell me organic's a better one to get sales today. Obviously, long term, you're still going to use organic <laughs> today. So, so this person, where are they? Where are they operating? Um, let's say they've moved from Ireland. From, from Ireland. Okay, so they've moved from Ireland to to, to Melbourne. Yeah, or Sydney, Melbourne. Yeah, they've moved to a capital yeah. city. Yeah. Okay. And so are they just where are they operating? Like are they operating in their house or are they operating in a gym? Let's say boot camp, local boot camp. They've come here. A local boot camp. They, yeah, their qualifications are, they've done their qualifications, it matches over here. They're like, right, you know. Um, I'm just I'm a, whatever. I've just come here. I'm not going to open a gym. Um, I don't want to work yeah. the, at a chain and, and pay the three hundred yet. You know, I just want to mm-hmm. you know run a local boot camp and and make a few bucks that way. There. Let's take a quick break. When it comes to influencer marketing, there's a podcast that covers it all that you will want to add to your playlist. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. They talk about influencer marketing, social media, the creator economy, social commerce, and much, much more. They cover all aspects, including the creator economy, social commerce, the latest trends, the metaverse, TikTok trends, and that's just the beginning. The Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Add the podcast to your playlist right now. I personally, because I'm less into doing the, 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 I I know paid advertising is really good. I've used it before and I've used it really well before. I actually think that in that situation, that person needs to get out because they're a face-to-face business because you have no idea what a person's like. And them saying like in the area, they've 
and seen an advert once will make them suspicious, especially if it's a close knit community. So I think that person needs to be out in the street talking to people. And if they don't want to do that, they shouldn't be in a face to face business. Okay. So I'll argue that point because <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I argue on two ways. So number one, yeah. you're still not saying organic, right? You're still not saying organic is better. Than I'm still face. not saying organic, but you're I'm saying, saying that your first point of contact is getting people in front of you and those people will then follow your page and then you can sort of build on that but if you have if you have zero followers and you have zero online and you're just running these dark adverts and you don't even have anything on your page a bit of background history mm -hmm. for people to be able to stalk you and do a bit of a background check before they show up on a dark morning at like three o'clock in the morning then they're not going to come to your boot camp because they're kind of worried that you're going to you know, be some sort of serial killer that just lures people there into the back of their van, you know, like you're going to need a bit of mm. organic there in yep. order to even, even in that paid marketing strategy, yep. you're going to need a bit of organic in the background so that when people are like, who is this person? What do they do? Can I trust mm. them? Should I go to a dark park with very little lighting and meet them in the morning? Like there's going to need to be a little bit of organic in the background, wouldn't oh. you say? Yeah, 100%. I'll share my, yeah. my take there. So, yes, I'll agree with that there. And even with this page, with Archie Richards, exercise physiologist, even though there was mm. no followers and there was like two or three posts or something, they were still good post positioning. Yeah. Hey, is Archie Richards speaking at the ESSA conference for exercise physiologists, you, you know? He's mm. Archie Richards um, giving a seminar for other exercise physiologists. There's only three posts. Mm. I feel most people don't scroll past it. Obviously, some people do. But a lot of <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people, and actually, I'll, I'll, I'll argue this on a couple of points. I think there's mm -hmm. good, better, best. I still think yeah. if you had zero stuff on, I'll give, I'll explain, then I'll give some more context. Even if you had zero posts, you could still make sales yeah. via via paid, right? Not as yeah. many as if you mm -hmm. had see um, a great following, and then not as many as if you had a little bit. I feel as long as you're not an idiot, you're gonna have some posts on there, like we did with mm -hmm. Arch, right? We yeah. don't. We, there's no way we're not going to pretend he's been doing it for years. We've been doing courses for years, but let's just get a mm. couple posts positioning so the people that do click on the ad are going to scroll through the uh, first post and be like, "Oh, okay, he is legit." Right? There's mm -hmm. that there. In saying that, you could make it without not as many, but there would be people that just click the ad, enter their details, and don't even check anything mm -hmm. else. Um, yeah. But I want to expand on a point a little bit there as well, where. Mm -hmm. With that strategy, it's still mainly a phone call strategy. With online, yeah. different people still like an online course is kind of easier. You can buy that without going. So some people mm -hmm. didn't buy with that one there, but say like it wasn't. Say it was a face to face boot camp. I would say, hey, you know, you you're running that face to face um, boot camp, but it's not just the ad. Click here and buy now, right? It's the ad. Click here to opt in. You get a series of mm -hmm. emails telling you my situation. Hey, I've just come from Ireland, blah, 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 blah. I'm also giving mm -hmm. you a phone call. Hey, I saw you mm -hmm. one to the Facebook ad. Just want to give you buzz. Hey, he's me, blah, 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 blah. And I feel that strategy is emulating your getting out there and, and speaking to people strategy. Just mine's a little mm -hmm. bit better. Uh, but it's the same, same, <laughs> same kind of thing. Sure. No, no, but I'll, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you why, right? I feel like, yes, you could just go and knock on all the doors in, in the park or, uh, next yeah. to the park. Yes, you could go to the local shopping center. Yes, you could go to the local businesses. Um, but that all takes time. I feel mm -hmm. like if you just run that ad and you get people that are more – and once again, I'm not saying all people that opt into the ad are going to buy, but I mm -hmm. just back myself. If I knock on 10 doors down the street 
or I put a, a Facebook ad and get 10 leads, right? Mm -hmm. I'll still back myself that those 10 leads that I get via Facebook are way better than knocking on the doors yeah. because knocking on the doors is 100% random, right? I don't yeah. know how old the person is. I don't know if they already trained somewhere and they've got no interest in training elsewhere. I don't know if they're never interested in training. Like, I don't know if they're home. Like, there's so many variables. Whereas I run mm -hmm. that ad, I know there's at least some interest. I know they've mm -hmm. seen the ad. They've at least clicked mm -hmm. on the ad. They've at least entered their name, number, and email, and they've ticked mm -hmm. look or contact me, right? The yeah. level is, is way hotter there. So that's mm -hmm. my, my argument back at that. Do you think um, the majority of people that are listening to this podcast get a little bit of help? Would you say the majority of them might be millennials? Uh, what age is millennials these days? Oh, um, I think that millennials is mid-80s to uh, 1996 or no, 1998. I'd say most uh, uh, 35 plus listening to this. 35 plus? Yeah. Okay, so... That might be like your older millennials, that's kind of sub-generation yeah. before. So what I was going to say about this is I find in a lot of uh, PT situations and in the gyms that I work with and mentor, they hate doing phone calls. Mm. So like mm. just from a psychology perspective, and this is not... Wait, I'm going to jump there. They hate doing yeah? phone calls, but they love knocking on strangers' doors. Because Come they on. have to talk to the person face-to-face. Like they, they're much less likely to be worried about talking to someone that they're just walking past, like they do in the gym every day, mm -hmm. than they are picking up a phone call. You would be surprised at the number of people that do not pick up the phone to mm -hmm. follow up on a lead yeah. in these situations. Yeah. Oh, so no, I'm kind of, yeah, you need to have somebody who was keen to do the phone call situation in mm -hmm. order to be able to get them further and across the line. Mm -hmm. um, so Agree. I mean, I'll agree. I'll, agree. I'll, I'll, I'll concede yeah. that point, but you can't tell yeah. me knocking on doors is better, right? Uh, for some reason, there's this, this kind of psychology that, that is apparent for millennials and even the elder millennials and that, yeah. that little kind of gap between the generation before where people don't really want to do a phone call. They don't want to pick up the phone and call mm. someone. Mm. And so in those situations, you you're not going to get that kind of, follow through with the person phone and then they kind of get relieved that the potential client hasn't picked up mm. and so therefore you've got these leads but you don't really do anything with them um okay i'll agree i see your point yeah right? and I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not disagreeing i agree with that mm. but yeah. I'm, the point i'm getting at is versus door knocking like come on like versus i understand door. what you're saying you know people don't want to pick up the phone they do whatever they can they don't want to do it um, but my my argument yeah. is it's what it's way easier and better than knocking on doors. But also that the follow up for that as well. When you kind of well, your point was kind of like, hey, yeah. if you're not willing to go out to, and speak to people, they shouldn't be in a face to face business. I'd even say yeah. that if, like if you can't even pick up the phone and call a lead, phone call you can't a, see a, the person. There's this whole psychology around it. People do not like to get on the phone when they're like, uh, when we're talking about the kind of like below forty. Mm. age group okay mm. so maybe there's people that are that 35 to 40s that are listening to this right now and they're like i couldn't think of anything worse than picking up the phone and talking to these people i'll, I'll give you I'm, so, okay so I'm reaching I, 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 but I, I agree they don't like it but yeah. i can say i can't think of anything worse i would say the thing yeah. they think of worse is knocking on a stranger the people you're talking about won't even open the door for the uber 
You know, like the well, the, Uber, the Uber the Uber Eats delivery comes off. They even hide behind their um. You know, they wait, look at the 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 thing to make sure the person's gone because they don't even want that face to face contact with them. I agree. Okay, with but, phone. I agree with you with phone. But you, but I think okay, it's face to face. You you've gone extreme. I thought we meant door knocking, as in approaching people that are just around the park vicinity. It doesn't mean you have to go up to some random person's house and knock on the door. Somebody will the, the park facility. They might be using the park. They might be walking around it with their dog. They might have taken their children to the park. You're able to talk. They're out in the in the daylight. It's just like when you're in the gym and you walk past someone and you say hi. Like, yeah, you know. I, 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 there's elements like I agree with the point of the phone. Um, yeah. But there's elements of that. Either way, I think I've won the argument because you can't tell me organics better. The argument is essential. So I've I've won that argument. We'll just I'll just say that another time. But still, I, I know you're not admitting that the the phone call is better than the door knocking. I'll I'll but I'll never admit the door knocking is better. So we'll call maybe that one. <laughs> There's nothing you can say to me to to concede that one. Um, now that's good. So we've been going for about um 45 minutes here, Susan. I've co covered off probably most of the stuff I, I wanted to to say there. Is there anything you wanted to kind of add on that we didn't didn't cover? Um, just more so in wrapping it up that when you're doing organic social media, if you're doing it well, if you've got a really good strategy and that's something that you do need to sit down pen and paper mm -hmm. and work out how it slots into yeah. what you're currently doing and actually be intelligent with what you're putting out there and think about the audience that you're trying to reach because mm -hmm. all too many times, just as an example, I see a lot of personal trainers on social media that don't realize that they're not going to get more clients from making fun of their clients. Mm -hmm. So you have... You have where a, a personal trainer is making fun of what their client is doing in the session. And I'm thinking, well, your target population is like a new client that doesn't want to feel stupid. Mm -hmm. So now if you are making fun of the person in the session, they're going to think that that's what all personal trainers think. So you're ruining it for everybody else. But mm -hmm. the type of content that will reach clients, if you're getting that type of, of content out there that won't annoy clients, that won't make them feel like they're being judged when they're in a session and you're doing that really well, not only are you going to help retain your clients a bit better because you're creating this sense of community, you can also create a buzz around your brand as well. So you can have um, across the year, you can have various kind of things that, that bring out social media and tagging new people in and that sort of thing. Like I saw one at a cycle studio the other day called Double Deuces. I think that's how you say it. But you had to, in the next two weeks, you had to tag um, the studio in twice and they were repurposing your content. So they, they were getting user-generated content made by their clients. On top of that, you had to bring two friends along that you tagged into a social media post. So like these are sort of things that you can create a buzz about on social media um, without having a physical poster in your gym, if that's not allowed, for instance. And you can also make it look like, hey, we're having lots of fun over here on the in this digital space. But you're you as a new client are more than welcome to come and join us because we've got such a good thing going here that you can't compare to somewhere else. And remember, people are they're looking for that third space to go to. They have their home, they have work, and in the past they used to go to church, but now they need that third place to go to because right now it's only home or work. And sometimes they only have home because they're working from home. So they need that kind of place that they can meet people that they aren't related to, married to, that kind of thing, have a bit of a good time, improve their health, all that good stuff that we know as trainers. And that could be your facility if you're showing all of the fun that you have inside and also you're creating that kind of 
sense that everybody's proud to be part of this third space that you're creating. So sort of wrapping it all up together, if you're doing your organic really well, you won't really need to lean on doing paid unless, of course, you've got a whole bunch of new coaches in or you're trying to test a new concept or you've moved to a new city from another country. (laughs) But beyond that, I actually think that you could be getting more than enough leads coming in where you actually have too many leads and you're actually having to give them to other trainers in the area because you're growing from doing your organic really well. Mm, great points let me do one let me agree and then i think i've got yeah. one final rebuttal and then we'll um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my final, like, I, I agree with everything you said there i'd say the only one um thing i'd think different and it's more a business strategy than um than a social media strategy is for me there's never too many leads for me it's like all right right if i'm getting and I, obviously it depends on the context my background is in boot camp so if i speak about that it's kind of yeah. like I can get a hundred people in there. And even if I can't take care of a hundred people on my own, great. Let me bring another coach in. And then all of a sudden we got 50 people. Right. I got another 50 people sign up. Let me bring another one. But I think that's more a Mm. business. I see the point where if you don't have what you want is I want to run a boot camp for 20 people or I want to do one-on-one PT and I can only see clients or whatever it is. Great. I'll agree with it. About your capacity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I would I my, Mm. my argument there is. I'm a business guy, right? I always want to grow my business. And just the, the other kind of counter thing to that as well is where I look at ads a bit differently is I'll always make money off ads. So for me, there's kind of no reason not to do it. Even because a couple of things you were saying there is, hey, if your organic strategy is strong, you don't even need ads. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that to an extent, but I would run both. I'd be like, yeah, I'm getting so much leads from it, it, capacity again. But, you know, and also I run online stuff now. So the capacity is endless, yeah. right? whether I sell one or a thousand courses. But it's like, yes, I can make more than enough online. But if I can put a hundred bucks in and make 400 bucks, why would I not do that as well? You know, but anyway, that's just a a side there. Um, My kind of conclusion is agree with most of what um, Susan said there. And similar with ads. So a lot of people that I speak to about Facebook ads, they'll be like, yep, I've run ads before and it didn't work. It's more Hmm. about the strategy. I look at the ad they run. I'm like, of course it didn't work. You know, if you ran this ad here, then it would work. So I think that's important with my context. I'm not saying just go and run an ad. If you run mm. a good ad, the reason why I make money all the time is because I know how to run a good ad. And I think that's where it's mm-hmm. similar with organic as well. It's like if you just mm. go posting silly stuff like, you know, of course, or, or not, I shouldn't say silly because silly can work, but stuff that doesn't resonate with your ideal client. Well, you know, and also strategy wise, you know, Susan mentioned, you know, you get people to share, get people to tag, run competitions, you know, like there's a difference between just posting stuff and having an organic strategy. And I think that's the same with ads. Like if you do both of them well, they're going to work. If you do both mm. of them poorly, they're not going to work. Um, and the reason I'm always a fan of both is because the ads make money, so why would I not run them? But I know how important organic is because if all I did was ran ads and didn't run organic, I'm losing half the business because I know that, mm. I'll use that example I said earlier, right? 10 people inquired, um, one person signed up. Like, yeah, this might be, you know, whatever, five of them are never going to sign up, but there could be four mm. or five there that if I do a good job organically, hey, in three months' time, this person's signing up. In six months, this person's signing In a year, this person's signing up. And if, and that'll compound. Imagine just those mm. people. Imagine if you're doing that every every week. Um, and once again, not saying you need to run ads every week. It might just be a boost when you, you need stuff there. Um, but, yeah, that there. And also I just think my biggest point 
probably more from the organic side of things is the better you know your client, the better your organic will be. The common things I, I kind of see from trainers that, um, you know, that that are well, yeah, it's got common, the common things I see from trainers is they might do videos of, hey, here's how you do. And I'll give some context here as well. Let's say you're a trainer and your general, your kind of audience is people that are new to exercise. If you're posting stuff that's more about what you're interested in or what advanced athletes are interested in, it's not going to convert with that person there. So I think that's an important point to to consider. Uh, but that's it for me. Susan, someone uh, enjoyed your your conversation, wants to get into organic. Where do we go to, to follow you organically? You can go to my main page at Dr. Suze Baxter. And from there, you can go into Sweat Equity Coach or you can see what I do for my organic stuff at Dr. Suze Squad. This is all on Instagram. Um, happy for you guys to send me an email. We'll include that in the show notes um, in case there's anything I missed off that you'd like me to go into next time. And we we did leave out a part of the conversation in your rebuttal, and that is talking about systems, which I'm sure you'll cover mm-hmm. about in other podcasts. But you've got um, systems in place that you can handle having maybe a hundred new people coming in. That makes sense. Or digital, where you know it. it you don't even have the, that service cost of doing it. Leads, but even the leads, like if you might get a hundred leads from a Facebook ad, if yeah. you have some kind of automation in place where these mm. get, you know, lead, uh, emails, text messages, whatever, you're gone. Totally. You know, oh, exactly. two people here are oh, three days later yeah. calling. They've forgotten who I am. So I think even, yeah. not even from the that's delivery, it. even from the, especially with ads, that's where I think ads is mm. more important there. Yeah. Systems for ads, but sorry. It's- did you? That's that's big. No, no, I I agree with that. That's big. And if you if you think that you want a hundred new people in your business, then you've got to take a step backwards and make sure first of all that your product is really good, and that's where we run our upskilling courses and that kind of thing. Um, and also make sure that your systems and processes and your staff members are really solid before you open that Pandora's box because things can get very messy very quickly. And remember, it's not just um, clients dropping off that are going to be your indicator. It's the fact that having the knowledge that when you get more people in, there's going to be some people that appreciated your boot camps being small. Mm. And so they will just leave anyway. And mm. without having that proper knowledge, without having someone in your corner helping you, you won't know the difference. Mm. Yep. I agree. Awesome. <laughs> All right, Susan, we'll, uh, we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you for listening. If you liked this show, share it with your friends, subscribe on iTunes, and leave us a five-star review. For show notes and free training on how to grow your fitness business, visit www.fitnesseducationonline.com.au. Are you a fitness professional looking to provide your clients with personalized meal plans? Check out Mealsy, the ultimate solution for creating custom meal plans in just a few simple clicks. With Mealsy, you can say goodbye to countless hours spent on meal planning. Our Australian meal planning web app is designed to save you time and effort so you can focus on what really matters, your clients and their success. Mealsy provides you with a vast library of recipes, all created by nutrition professionals. From breakfast to dinner and everything in between, we've got you covered. Whether you want to create a custom meal plan tailored to your client's needs or choose from our selection of ready-made meal plans, Mealsy has the flexibility to accommodate your preferences. So why waste precious time and energy creating meal plans from scratch? Let Mealsy do the heavy lifting for you, while you focus on delivering exceptional fitness services. 
Join the community of fitness professionals who have revolutionized their business with Mealsy. Visit our website at www.mealsy.com and sign up today. Mealsy, the smarter way to meal plan for fitness professionals.